Hi, welcome to the It's Time for Breakthrough podcast, where we dive into topics on freedom and inner healing, all from the perspective of staying connected to yourself, to others, and to the Lord, and knowing that right here, right now, it really is time for breakthrough. I'm your host, Cassily, and let's jump right in. Welcome back to the It's Time for Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Cassily, and I have Sebrin with me today. I am so excited. Welcome to the first full episode of season one. You are the first. How does that feel? Um, It feels great. It's it's actually a first for me because um, I'm the third in my family. I'm Mm -hmm. the firstborn, but I'm the third. I'm Sebrin Edward Tucker the third. So it feels great to actually be the first. Be the first. Yeah, yeah, this feels wonderful, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sebrin is one of our ministers here at the Transformation Center, and he is a husband and a dad Mm -hmm. and a friend of Jesus and is wonderfully wealthy in life and knowledge. Um, And so I am so excited for us to dive into a topic on why is inner healing important. Um, Mm. We here are doing so many things with sozos and counseling and coaching and just being people who have gone through stuff and living a life that's like, okay, I need to process. Mm. I need to do some things. And so today we get to dive into really that. Why is it important? What is it? Where is it in the Bible? All those things. So I am so excited. Sebrin, do you yeah. want to kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us, who are you? Why are you here? What's going on? Who is Sebrin? Yeah, um, I'd love to. Yeah, I think first and foremost, I think you hit it, the nail on the head. I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. I, I love him, and I really value his word. I value mm-hmm. his influence in my life. And, yeah, I'm someone who's laid down his life for him. Yeah. Um, I think as life has gone on, Mm-hmm. I found new places to lay down my life, like whether it be when I got married, I learned to lay down my life in a different way. Mm-hmm. When I became a father, I learned to lay down my sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just even in different aspects and spaces where I've where I've worked, I've learned to lay down pieces of who I am mm-hmm. um, for the greater for the greater good for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. You know, I think a lot of the question of like, who are you and what do you do or tell us about yourself can be a question of qualification, like what mm-hmm. qualifies me to be sharing today. And I think ultimately my qualification comes in that I've laid down every piece of me mm. for him. And I teach and help other people do the same thing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just go ahead and convict us right at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. just receive a fresh outpouring of surrender. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This is wonderful. You are, I'm so excited to talk about this with you. Oh, yeah. And so let's just jump right in. Sebrin, how would you define inner healing? Um, you know, a lot of times I think we think of inner healing as like a mending process. Hmm. But to me, inner healing feels like a natural process of growth. Hmm. Um, you know, when you're, and usually inner healing usually on some level means um, I'm embracing pain so that I can become a better person for for myself and for those around me, me mm-hmm. living my best life for the benefit of others. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately it's it's just a part of life. Like mm-hmm. when you're in the first grade and you're learning how to do addition, like it feels really tough and really difficult, mm-hmm. but it is for your benefit in the future and it's for the yeah. benefit of others. 
um, you know, when you are learning to give a speech in front of a class or to, um, you know, create a presentation, like, mm-hmm. it feels really scary and really daunting and really heavy yeah. until one day it isn't. Yeah. Or, or you learn how to deal with that heaviness, but ultimately growth happens. And I think mm-hmm. inner healing, there are places in our life where we've experienced hurt or pain, um, where it feels like we've tried to grow and mend, but it mm-hmm. hasn't, the bone didn't set right. Yeah. And for me, inner healing is learning how to reset the bone and knowing that Mm -hmm. there may be some pain involved, but ultimately it will be for my benefit and for the benefit of the people that come after me. Yeah. It really takes perseverance. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're doing it for the first time, like, when you ride a bike for the first time, Mm -hmm. you fall down. Right. And so you have to actually get back up and learn how to persevere and do it again and again and again. Yeah. And so with inner healing, I think it's... You have to learn, okay, yes, I did this. Mm-hmm. I did this with this topic. Sometimes, like, I know in my own life, I've experienced inner healing in, I'm like, okay, this one area of my life, mm-hmm. I got massive breakthrough and freedom, and then I did first year of BSSN, and I was like, wait, <laughs> that area of healing I thought I got, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't as free, or the yeah. Lord's like, you were free, mm-hmm. but there's another layer, and so it's mm-hmm. learning to persevere in things where you're like, what is okay a layer was done i was i am healed yeah there's another layer of god's heart he wants to show me in the midst of inner healing and in this specific area and so perseverance you gotta just stick it through yeah and it's it's weird because there's a you know obviously we live in a supernatural culture Mm -hmm. so there's this space that we enter into where it's we're gonna fight for this breakthrough fight for this freedom Mm -hmm like intentionally submit ourselves to this process that the Lord has us in while also holding on to hope that at any moment lightning could strike yeah. and he can change everything inside of us and the yeah. things that we've been contesting for and fighting for yeah. all, all of a sudden are, are completely healed in a yeah. moment. And it's that, um, gosh, it's a verse in Proverbs that says, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And like knowing that we can do everything that we can to create this space of victory and yeah. prepare ourselves for like, what the Lord is doing and what He's doing inside of us, yeah. but also believing and creating space and looking to the heavens to see, Father God, like is now the moment that you're gonna that you're gonna change everything and yeah. that the battle that I've been fighting is gonna flip, and it's no longer a battle that I'm fighting, but it's now a battle that I'm securing. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, it's it's the tension between the instantaneous and the process that yeah. we get to live in, and in both we find Him there, mm-hmm. and we're never left without his presence unless we try to walk away from it ourselves and that he always is like i want to be with you in the instant and i want to be with you in the process and i've i've given up my right to understand (laughs) because i i won't get it and i don't think i do at all i think it's interesting because like even in part of the process like Mm -hmm. part of the process of inner healing sometimes you think to yourself like man i felt so close to god in certain seasons and i feel Mm -hmm. so far away from him now even though i'm pursuing him yeah. And actually, in those seasons, he's still just as close. Yeah. And the only reason why it feels like you're far away from him is because you're stepping into something unknown. Mm. But he's still well, right there. Yeah. And he's walking you through it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like the word perseverance just, it hits the nail on the head, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so why, we've kind of chatted about this already, but why would you say, maybe in a concise way, why is this important? Why do we need to pursue inner healing in our lives? You know, you've had enough conversations with me to know that I don't say anything really concisely. <laughs> you can ask me what 2 plus 2 equals and I will... Give the whole... Um, you'll teach a class on addition? I, I will, yeah. 100%. I would, 
Um, but yeah, I think... To put it as concisely as I know how. Yeah. I think in Corinthians it talks about how we behold the Lord Mm -hmm. and how we are transformed into His image and we move from glory to glory. Yeah. And I think God doesn't create things that are stagnant. Mm -hmm. And I think a life that is broken not unto the Lord Mm -hmm. is a life that's stagnant. Wow. Yeah. And I think ultimately we're created to grow. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think inner healing is important because, um, I mean, we've we've seen it with retirement, how mm-hmm. the retirement project has happened in the last 50 years. When people stop working, when they stop growing, when they stop contributing, they die. Mm-hmm. But I think emotionally that happens as well. I think wow. we're called to be people who grow and pursue health. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like this notion that has been kind of rolling around inside of me is that we would do it not just for ourselves, but for the benefit of those around us. Yeah. And that we owe it to our community. Yeah. That we be the healthiest version of ourselves that we know how Mm -hmm. to be submitted to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that practically play out in, if I have things that I need inner healing in, how does that, like, how have you seen that practically impact other people's community and relationships with other people and even like your relationship with the Lord like how does that go into play yeah um, I think I've walked out some really small things in inner healing mm-hmm. um, I think I'm currently walking out some larger things in inner healing and I'm and I've seen the chapter close on a couple things mm-hmm. maybe for another chapter to open up that the Lord hasn't brought me to but there was a space where Um, I was dealing with some unforgiveness for somebody close to me. Yeah. Um, And just to, you know, protect all parties involved, I won't necessarily give the full scenario. But I I went from from being angry, um, Mm -hmm. angry with how this person's closeness in my relationships would affect my relationships now and Mm -hmm. would affect relationships with my kids and would affect relationships with my other family members and it felt really difficult it felt really hard Mm -hmm. um and you know in that moment i forgave him i'm like i forgive i forgive you for all the things that you've done and for me forgiveness means that i'm going to remove myself from the judgment seat Mm -hmm. um and i'm going to allow god to sit in that rightful place and instead um i as a believer my mandate is to bless you yeah and so like genuinely my heart i went from a space of you know what not judging god you get to sit there and you know it would be my honor my pleasure to see you prosper Mm. um and i and i would find delight i would and genuinely i would find delight in you prospering Mm. and then another facet of life would open up like um you know my wife's pregnant or we're having kids and i have to deal with like you know again this person who's close to me Mm -hmm. um and like and i would consider them close Mm-hmm. Um, but how they engage in a relationship um, would affect their relationship with me, with my wife, with my yeah. spouse. And I, in my heart, had to go through another layer layer of forgiveness. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so like, now this relationship that I expected to look like this is going to look like something different. Yeah. I choose to forgive you. I choose to step off that seat of judgment. I choose to 
like not just give space to the Lord, but invite the Lord to sit in that seat. Yeah. And I and I already know we already know how God's going to judge this person. Like mm-hmm. He is, God is just, but He's also full of mercy. And yeah. anyone who repents, God totally and completely forgives. Yeah. Um, which was you know Jonah's plight going to Nineveh. He knew that yeah. He knew that God would forgive if they repented. Yeah. Um, but I'm like I know that that's true. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also going to bless them. And then, you know, like as different things in my life would crop up, this yeah. new place. Um, where I forgive them, but I still felt angry. Yeah. Um, I don't know that anger is even sitting there anymore. I think Mm -hmm. I've intentionally done the work so that when, yeah, when it's all said and done, I don't feel angry. I feel sad for the choices that they've made, and I feel sad for the experiences that they've had. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel sad how it's affected me, but mostly I actually feel sad for the fullness that they're not going to step into. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's full of, like, it takes a lot of humility, a lot of honor to to be in a process of knowing where you are and saying, okay, God, I humbly submit myself to whatever you want to do in me mm-hmm. because I know that whatever you're going to do, even if I feel like it's painful, mm-hmm. it's unto ultimately being free. Yeah. And it takes so much humility with the Lord and also honor for yourself and for like other people. And what I'm hearing is like, there's so much honor that you have for your family and the other close relationships in your life to say this kind of relationship, this kind of scenario can't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of like showing, I honor my family and my relationships, but also honoring them and saying this isn't beneficial anymore. Right. And so it's it's a whole process. How do you think that it, like inner healing affects like you in your body, if we're breaking down body, mind, spirit, emotions, how do you see inner healing playing a part in that? Of how does it affect really just me as a person? That it's not just my mind or something, that it is do you see it affecting every part of you or just a certain part Hmm. yeah i mean i think there are smarter people than me i can (laughs) i mean really this whole topic there are smarter people than me that um i would give the seat at the table to um but when i think of how it affects my body i think of the book the body keeps the score Mm -hmm. um where where it talks about um, unforgiveness and bitterness and all of those things and the physical manifestation of those things in your body. Mm-hmm. I think about epigenetics, about what we believe and how it actually affects our body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think inner healing isn't just an inner healing issue, it's an outer healing issue. Yeah. And I think when you can change how you view yourself and you view your relationship with the Lord, it even changes how you engage with the world around you. Yeah. Like healthy people oftentimes will have healthy workout regimens they'll have they'll be eating healthy because they have a value for mm-hmm. stewarding the things of the lord that the stewarding the things that the lord has given to them mm-hmm. not just internally but externally as well yeah yeah, yeah that's good yeah. and i and i guess to speak to the emotions i think i think when you're walking through inner healing your emotions mm-hmm. feel really tumultuous yeah They're like really up and down really mm-hmm. um but being able to find and secure what you know to be true in the Lord allows mm-hmm. you to navigate those really tumultuous waters. Yeah. And allows the Lord to bring you to a place of, of peace mm-hmm. and stillness that Psalms 23 
yeah. like makes you lie down by still waters like he brings yeah. you to that space sometimes when i think about my journey of inner healing i um and am navigating the tumultuous waters of up and down i feel great and then i've mm-hmm. never felt good ever in my life one time yeah and i find myself in this place of my feelings are amazing indicators but they are awful masters sure. and i find myself looking at okay lord this feeling that i have feels really big and i feel really overwhelmed or that person said that one thing to me and i know it shouldn't trigger me but it does and i take mm-hmm. that and because i've gone through all of the i've gone through so many areas of my life where i've needed inner healing with the lord that mm-hmm. i've now been able to indicate oh okay lord i'll stop that is a yield sign for me of hey we need to mm. we need to dive into this and so it's when i feel something really big i take that moment and i'm like okay lord mm. i felt i felt really angry when this person said this one thing and i'm sure why why is that and he takes me back to moments where i'm like okay it's time to dive into Maybe it was about um, a relationship moment where I'm like, you said this one thing and it reminded me of Mm. this relationship I had that made me feel like I was never good enough. And when you said that, I thought you were communicating to me, I'm never good enough. And Mm. it was never that person's intent. But if I let my feeling master me, Mm. I would walk around feeling, oh, well, I'll never be good enough for anybody or I'll never be good enough for this friend when in reality they were just communicating to me or they made a joke or Mm. something was funny. And so in those moments, it's, it's beautiful to allow your feelings to exist i think a lot of times we're like feelings emotions bad Mm -hmm. and when really it's if we allow them to be kind of flags for hey it's time for us to talk about this we will get so far in growth and be able to also invite other people in of hey when i feel this Mm -hmm. can you pray for me i feel this i know that it's not true but it's indicating something deeper can you help me process this? And I, in my inner healing journey, I've been like, okay, Lord, I know what I need inner healing in. And so I go and I pick up a shovel and God is not holding a shovel. Right. And he's like, put the shovel down, mm-hmm. Cass. It is not time to talk about it. And so can you speak a little to how you see timing affect inner healing where there have been times mm-hmm. where I, like, for example, I will feel something about, like I had a lot of friendship wounds before I came to BSSM sure. and when I was around I'm like okay Lord right now we're going to heal every friendship wound I have and we will go and I'm like why is this not working mm-hmm. and why am I exhausted and why does this feel so much harder than it should and the Lord's like I didn't want to heal that yet mm. Can or I didn't want to bring that layer of this up yet Sure. and so can you speak to a little of how you've seen that play out either in your own life or in people you've gotten to minister to and be around yeah yeah i think anybody who's gone through middle school has some sort of friendship (laughs) wounds yes (laughs) that's true um and yeah honestly maybe not in my life in particular Mm -hmm. but i i know that there are places in my life that it's happened but just in scripture like Mm -hmm. i find that the life of a christian is pretty well tied to like the nation of israel Mm mm-hmm and yeah. when God called them to take the promised land, um, he didn't have them take it 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm saying this partially because I'm reading, you know, it's beginning of the year, so you know, you, yeah. try, you try to do the Bible reading in yeah. a year, you usually fall off somewhere around June. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to go into Joshua, mm-hmm. is kind of where I'm at right now. And there's, when God asked them to take over the promised land, this land that's been promised to them by their ancestors, that God said, yeah. this is yours, the whole land is yours. Like, God actually tells them, hey, just so you know, like, I'm going to drive the people out. Mm-hmm. But I won't drive them out all at once. I'll drive them out a little by little, mm-hmm. uh, just in case, just so like wild beasts don't come over and take over the yeah. land, and that you guys can take over the vineyards that have already been planted for you. Yeah. And I think our world of inner healing, our world of understanding Jesus and growing, um, is a lot like that. Like, mm-hmm. like the Lord is like, okay, you're gonna start here. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, okay, Jesus, like, like I know that you know, I know they're giants further on in yeah. the promised land. Um, and these giants are huge, but you know what? Like, I'm ready to take them. You know, I've got my yeah. five smooth stones, and the Lord's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Actually, all I need yeah. you to do right now is to, like, pick up an instrument and walk around this thing seven times. Yeah. And you're like, but what about the battle? Yeah. And the Lord's like, no, this is how I want you to deal with it. And I think um, in as much as we ourselves are unique individuals, I think how we deal with our issues at the right time Mm-hmm. are unique to our walk with the Lord. Yeah. And so when you're first tackling Jericho, there's there's something that happens where, um, you know, the the plans of man would be like, you know what we need to do? We need to break down those walls, mm-hmm. um, set up some catapults, yeah. and like you start planning and strategizing. But the Lord is actually doing things in different ways. Yeah. And in each season, God has something different for you, and it's mm-hmm. setting you up yeah. for victory in the places if you allow that place to be open in your heart to Him. So, so like if the Lord is, you know, like not everyone can do a week-long retreat. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to go do a silent retreat and just get quiet with the Lord. And some of us are parents of young children. Yeah. Um, and you have to know that there is grace in this season that you're in mm-hmm. to deal with the things that the Lord is bringing up in that season. Yeah. You know, you don't need to solve retirement issues at 20. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe you should look at career first. Yeah. But, like, I think our internal world is, is very similar. Mm-hmm. Like, our job is to take care of the things that are in front of us and to steward them well. Yeah. And to make sure that there are no places in our heart, there's no rooms in our house that are closed and locked off to Jesus. Yeah. Like, Jesus, I want you to look in those places and I want you to see the mess that's there. Um, I feel really proud that my kitchen's clean for you right now. But also, mm-hmm. like, my bedroom where my bed's not made is totally open to you. And I'm, al- yeah. and I'm allowing you to come in and put things in order as they need to be yeah. as, you, as you feel led, Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. I think inviting him into spaces where it's it's so vulnerable mm-hmm. even with the lord to to be like you can look at every room yeah. and it's the difference between like transparency and vulnerability even mm-hmm. with the lord and with yourself and mm-hmm. with other people of someone explained to me one time they were like transparency is like walking people through the museum of your life once it's mm-hmm. all done and you've like even if there's a stain on the painting you did mm-hmm. it's still just it's pretty and it's polished and it's done mm-hmm. and it's on the wall and vulnerability is letting them come sit in your living room while you have like four takeout boxes and yeah. a mess on the floor and your bed hasn't been made in six months and mm-hmm. things like that it's vulnerable and one of the spaces i found the Lord meet me the most in is I've been like, okay, Lord, like that you can look everywhere except for this one little mm-hmm. room. He's like, that's where I want to go. 
Yeah. And I'm like, Always. but look, but look at all the space I've made for you. And he's yeah. like, thank you, but I want to go in the place mm-hmm. of this. But he won't. I've what I've found in my own walk with the Lord is that he won't kick a door down, no. and that he is a gentleman, and he will wait until I'm like, okay, Lord. Yes, now mm. now he's good. And there's sometimes for him to bust in and he's like, we're doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I often have found him be gentle with my heart. And even if I say I'm not ready, there's a moment to be the the dad that doesn't yell at you mm. and it disciplines you, but doesn't yell unless you're about to run into the street mm-hmm. and get hit by a car. Sure. It's like, my dad yelled at me. Well, you were about to get run over, so of course he yelled at yeah, you. Yeah, of course he's kicking that door down. Yeah, of course he's yeah. kicking the door down. You're about to die. So <laughs> it's moments where he's like, Cass, if I don't come in, you won't be able to move. Mm-hmm. And But in that, he's in the kicking the door down, he's still so kind. Yeah. And what I found in inner healing is that I find his discipline. I find his comfort. I find his kindness, mm. and I find that the fruit of the Spirit is real. Right. And there are moments where there have been, in inner healing, I've found the most joy. And I'm like, why? I All of my pain is getting pushed, and someone's mm-hmm. hand is in a wound in my arm. Yeah. Why do I feel so much joy? Mm-hmm. And it looks different for everyone of what your life is like with the Lord, mm-hmm. what your life is like with other people in your life. And it's just, there's beautiful things that can come mm-hmm. in whatever stage of inner healing you're in. Mm-hmm. And Can I have you, um, I know that you're usually asking me the yeah. questions, but can I have you speak to that a little bit more? Because yeah. I think that there, I would 100% agree there is beauty in each stage. Yeah. But can you tell me what that may look like for somebody who's, kind of starting to walk that out yeah i think in the beginning of saying okay god where do you want to go like you've brought this up you've notified all of my feeling indicators they're going crazy you're you're riding you're riding a horse that's yes yeah and i'm like okay lord why is this bringing being brought up now Mm -hmm. and i find him faithful most of the time to answer that question sometimes he may not answer it Mm -hmm. directly but it's God, why is this brought up now? And he's like, oh, because you have, for example, with some of the friendship wounds I walked through within first year of, okay, Cass, you're finally in a place where you have safe friends. So mm-hmm. when you are triggered by a friendship wound, they're not, and you bring it up to them, they're not going to run away and say, oh, that's not my fault. They're right. going to say, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Mm. I'm so sorry that you went through this. And what, what has happened is reminding you of that. And with that, I was like, okay, Lord, you're bringing this up to me now because I have safety. Right. And in that, I found when I brought it up to my friends, they they met me with such kindness mm. and tenderness. But they were also like, okay, we're going to come up for air. Right. And one of the things one of my pastors said to me was, I was like, well, this whole inner healing thing, and there's freedom, and I have to just persevere and push through. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but you also have to come up for air. And so in that, knowing that, I think for me, it's in every stage, there's space to come up for air, mm-hmm. and that God's not going to say, oh, you didn't sit long enough. I'm not going to heal you. Yeah. And it's, okay, I've found that he, he loves he loves me enough to say, 
for me, and we have the relationship to say, hey, God, I, I'm, I love that we're going through this process, mm. and I love that we are in a moment of, I feel safe, I know that you're here, I know that you love me, but I really just need a break where a day I don't cry about my friendship wounds. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, I've scheduled time with him of, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, I'm going to take this weekend and only schedule fun things with my friends mm-hmm. that I know love me and that are safe and that are comforting and that aren't triggering. And maybe they are. Of They're just teaching me a new way. And I'm like, God, can we come back to this Monday afternoon? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we can. And, and because he's fun and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, Okay, when you spend time with me on Saturday in this in-between, let's go to Whiskey Town and let's just hang out and yeah. let's do this. And it's always that he, you have permission to ask him for space mm-hmm. in the in-between of if it feels so heavy mm-hmm. of, okay, Lord, can I, have a, can I just have a few hours that are just for fun? God, yeah. And if, I think if you have to think of God as fun and that he he wants to have that and so in the stages of each part of inner healing it can look different but you i think my biggest thing has been i've found i can ask him for for a moment to breathe and to come up for air Mm -hmm. and he comes up for air with me because he is the air i breathe yeah and so he gives me the life i need even if i'm at the bottom of the valley or the top of the mountain wow and he is life and it's not just some spiritual thing and it's we need to learn i've seen people in the church who love inner healing and they love growth but they never come up for air and it's hard Mm -hmm. to be around them because you're like i don't want to be in a process all of the time right but then also some people who avoid pain like it's a plague Mm -hmm. and so finding a space in the in-between of okay i i'm not afraid because i know the lord is with me and he wouldn't bring it up for me to still be pain at the end right but I also have permission to say, thank you, Lord, for this, but I need a break. Mm. And so um, I would yeah. love to talk about, um, we had some people ask the question, and it kind of comes up a lot with inner healing of, is it too late? Or is this thing that I experienced, am I too far gone to walk through inner healing? Or is it some people who maybe we have a lot of older clients who come here specifically to the transformation center and they're like you know what it may not even be worth it like i may be too old i can't start over or i've already dealt with this pain for 40 plus years sure so can you speak a little bit of is it too late is there a time where you're like yep you know what not even worth it anymore to walk through that yeah um I guess the best way for me to even answer that question is to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Maybe a series of questions. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So, like, in 20 years, like, is it okay if your life keeps getting better in 20 years? Absolutely. I would love for it to. Okay. Um, What about, let's say, like, when you're 70. Is it okay Mm -hmm. that your life would get better from 70 to 72? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, not just the life that you live but the way that you interact with the world around you would it be yeah. okay if it improves yeah like that's what inner healing is mm. inner healing is wow. a improvement in the quality of life based on not based on changing external circumstances but cha- changing the way that you interact with yourself yeah you interact with the lord and you interact with people around you mm. like the manifestation the fruit of inner healing yeah is 
better connection with God, better connection with me. Like I can regulate myself. Yeah. I can, I can know what's going on within me, and I'm able to mm-hmm. interact with people around me yeah. who, will, who will then benefit based on what I know with, that's going on within within me. And I think so like good. a lot of us grew up with angry fathers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think I think that's that's fair to say, and I think that's yeah. That's kind of the yeah. Yeah, we that are in a fatherless generation right now. Right, and then people who are fathers don't know how to father always. Yeah. Right. Um, and I I'm, I would but, you know I love you, Dad. I think you're great. And, <laughs> and actually, I wouldn't say that. And I wouldn't say that you're angry when when we were growing up. Yeah. But I had enough friends, right? Yeah. Um. And the truth is, like, is it too late for them? to 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 manage their emotions a little better and mm-hmm. to get better connected with them like yeah would that like if they did it didn't do it at 30 or 40 like is 70 too late yeah like absolutely not mm-hmm. like if if you're asking the question for yourself like think about it happening to somebody else around you mm-hmm. like man this person's really dealt with fear their whole life Wow. Yeah. Man, they like they're afraid to leave their house. They're afraid that they're going to get sick. They're afraid mm-hmm. that the economy's going to crash. They're afraid that their kids are going to get hurt. Yeah. Every time they pick up the phone, they're they're like, "What's wrong?" And like, what would happen if they dealt with that thing where fear was protecting them yeah. from the other shoe dropping and handed that off to the Lord? Yeah. And just believe that the Lord had good things coming for them around the corner. Mm-hmm. And that if bad things happen, that the Lord still had a plan for yeah, it. Yeah, that's so good. Like, it would change if 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 it was a 70-year-old or an 85-year-old or a 92-year-old mm-hmm. or a 12-year-old. Like yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's always, it's always a good idea mm-hmm. to be able to have a space that you, like, if there's, a, if there's something inside of you and you're like, man, I don't know if, like, if I'm too broken, right? Because yeah. that's another question that comes up. Am I too broken? Yeah. Like, well, then... It, the Lord has plenty of places to start then. Yeah. And yeah. and watching your life get incrementally better isn't necessarily, it'll benefit you, it'll benefit your relationships, but honestly, like, it's a testimony to the Lord. Yeah. I've been struggling with this for 30 years, for 40 years, for 50 years, for five years. Yeah. And I couldn't get myself out, mm-hmm. but the Lord came in, I invited the Lord in, and He yeah. met me here. Yeah. And was able to walk me yeah. into a place that I couldn't get to myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think most of us have people that we know that you're like, man, that person had a life-changing transformation. Yeah. And the manifestation of it wasn't necessarily more money in their bank account. Yeah. Or, like they said, more hallelujahs and more amens. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I could tell that they had a life-changing transformation by how they interacted with me. Wow. By how they saw themselves. By how these things that were once crutches in their lives have now been laid aside. And they've so now good. picked up connection with the Lord, and mm-hmm. everyone benefits from it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in that, breaking off the shame of mm-hmm. a lot of times when we hear, what I've heard is, oh, I dealt with this for 30, even like 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's been, oh, I feel so much shame because I didn't deal with it sooner. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit? I've heard the question of people being like, we have a phrase that our young adults here have like it on the back of a t-shirt of mm-hmm. God is not mad at you. Mm-hmm. Do, can you speak a little bit of if someone has the question of I have I need inner healing, I know I do, but is God mad at me because I need inner healing? Hmm. I, I mean, 
I think my initial answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think God's sole desire is to bring us into connection. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, this verse pops into my head, and I'm trying to, like, really settle on the connection between the two questions. Yeah. But at some point, um, Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees were like, you're not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath. And Jesus mm-hmm. is like, which one of you guys, if, you're, if your animal fell into a pit yeah. on, the, on the Sabbath, wouldn't do something to help them out of that pit? Yeah. The Sabbath was built, Jesus says right here, he's like, the Sabbath was, Sabbath was built for man and not man for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And the idea that like Jesus sees us as people who have needs yeah. and is willing to meet us there. And like when he healed, I'm trying to remember a time that Jesus healed someone and he shamed him for it. Hmm. Like I, I, wow. I, yeah. it may, it may, it may occur. And I don't know that, you know, I think interpretation of scripture goes a long way, yeah, for sure. but I can't remember a single time where Jesus healed someone mm-hmm. and made them feel bad for needing healing. Yeah. Like, I think his expectation, like he even said to the Pharisees, which was kind of like a fun little cut at them, but he even said like, I didn't come for the, those who don't need healing. I come for the, the physician, the sick are the ones that require a physician. Yeah. And so, like, Jesus isn't upset that we need healing. I think Mm -hmm. Jesus expects it. Like, part of us moving from glory to glory is that there are things that we have to lay aside and things that don't look like him, and anything that doesn't look like him requires healing. Yeah. If we didn't need healing Mm -hmm. at the... If if everything else was fine in your life, you still needed a Savior. Mm -hmm. And so, at the base of who you are, you needed a Savior to come. And to rescue you from the pit we were in because Mm -hmm. of sin. And so it's then that's the base layer of healing and restoration we needed. And so then anything else on top of that is extra things. It's Jesus is like, well, I came for you anyway. So why would I not want to come and Mm -hmm. see you fully restored to body, mind, Mm -hmm. your soul, your spirit? And when we are in Christ, we are new creations that yeah. every part of us gets to be restored. Yeah. And it's, I think Jesus like came and he said, it is like, this is my, I think it's his joy to come and to yeah. restore. And it's not of he needs something to do or he needs mm. us to be broken mm. for him to have significance. It's, right. it's, he's he not, just he's not, loves. He's not, he's not bored. He's not bored. Yeah. Jesus is not bored. Yeah. And so I think in that he finds joy in saying, oh, I I can see the freedom you'll walk mm-hmm. in. Will you invite me to come and help you get there and right. be the one that saves you instead of us trying to muster up enough faith or mm-hmm. to work on and do all of the self-care routines and read the 15 mm-hmm. self-help books. And he's like, yeah. if you would just sit and talk to me. I would love to come and meet you. Yeah. And it's his joy and he delights in us. Mm-hmm. And he delights in showing mercy. Yeah. And so mercy to our healing and mercy to our hearts of yeah. I want to, I want to. Yeah. And so I love it. I I think it's yeah, I think it's just beautiful the way that he loves in the midst of us feeling heavy things. He's not afraid of our big feelings. Mm-hmm. Which is wonderful in every way for me he's not afraid at all yeah and he delights being involved in the process and Mm -hmm. part of hebrews you know talks about him coming as a man and so that he could understand exactly what we experienced yeah and so I, i think i think part of understanding 
God's role in inner healing and his perspective on it. Like, mm-hmm. Isaiah says he came to bind up the brokenhearted. Yeah. Like, there's, like, it was always in his plan. Yeah. It's not something that he's like, oh, well, you know, I've saved him, I've healed him, I've delivered him. Oh, shoot. They're dealing with, like, some trauma stuff. And uh, maybe I'll just... Uh, I'll just check out. Yeah, I'll just MacGyver this really quick. Like, no, yeah. like, before <laughs> Jesus showed up on the earth physically, um, he had a plan for it. He said, I'm going to yeah. bind up the brokenhearted. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Sebrin, if you could give our listeners one, like, kind of walk-off statement of, if you could give them one piece of advice around inner healing or anything around what we've talked about today, what would your kind of, this is the one thing I want you to take from this? Um, you know, it's a, there's a cliche statement mm-hmm. that I think is thrown around a ton, but I think it's actually really, if you take your time to think about it, it's really genuine and mm-hmm. true. God loves you exactly where you are, mm-hmm. but he loves you too much to let you stay there. Well, um, I think, I think there's a big piece of us that, you know, like getting people saved is really important, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know a Christian that, that would disagree with that. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times we work really hard to get people saved Mm -hmm. and maybe disciple them. Yeah. But we don't always talk much about like allowing Jesus into that space, like, after I'm saved. Yeah. Like, what does it look like for, like, me to take over my promised land with you? Yeah. That after we've come to this place in the Jordan River, what does it look like for us to walk this thing out step by step, city by city? And people who are doing it, like, you know, there's been a taboo in the church about counseling for years. Mm -hmm. But people who are doing it are seen as broken, as mm-hmm. opposed to people who are taking over their promised land. Yeah, wow. And there so are good. other people who have said, you know what, like, again, reading early early Bible right now. Yeah. So on one side of the Jordan River, a couple of tribes decided to stay back. Yeah. And said, like, you know what, like, we're, like, we have, we do, um, uh, our sheep, like, this, this land's great for grazing, and so we're just going to stay over here. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's like, well, and Moses is like, well, that's fine, but whenever the rest of Israel goes to battle, you'll go to battle too. Mm-hmm. It's not fair that we would make it this far and you wouldn't fight as well. And so I think in stepping into something new, like knowing that it's okay and that it's normal and it's part of the process that, that you are totally saved, you are totally set free. And like all of those things are the promised land. Yeah. And sometimes we have to strive to lay hold of those things. Yeah. And that you're not broken if you do strive to lay hold of those things. Like the Lord... The Lord's plan wasn't that you'd be saved and that he would stick you in this glass case and that you'd be preserved until he returns. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like the Lord has injected himself into your process. Yeah. And he who is faithful, who is, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it as well. And, and it's, and it's okay. Like it's better than okay. It's good. And people who, Mm -hmm. who love the Lord, but aren't growing with him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, yeah. what, like, what does your walk look like where Jesus isn't sharpening you? For where sure. Jesus isn't, isn't confronting things inside of you when your past 
when your past makes accusations or brings things up to you and Jesus steps up to defend you, like, yeah. how is that not happening in your world? Yeah. Like, we've all, like, even if you grew up as a Christian, mm-hmm. even if you had parents um, who were like Mary and Joseph yeah. and, you know, just raised the perfect child. Yeah. Like, everyone has stuff that they deal with. Mm-hmm. And to and to and to not invite the Lord into that space um, means that you're actually not laying hold of the fullness that He has up for you. Mm-hmm. If people around you aren't saying things that hurt, um, and you're not taking them to the Lord, like then you're not laying hold of the things that the Lord actually has yeah. for you. Yeah, take advantage of His kindness. Yeah, uh, well, in His in His presence, yeah. you know, like. Uh, they used to have to go to a priest to get absolved and to talk to the Lord and have someone else hear the Lord for him. Yeah. Like, he's right here. He's right now. Yeah. He's not healing in the future. He's healing right now. Yeah. He's not speaking in the future, and he's not speaking through other people. He's speaking to me right here, right yeah. now. And this is, like, and that's that's the cost that Jesus paid for. Yeah. That, that the sin that I carried, the weight that I carried, the the chasm that was too great for me to, yeah. for me to, to, bridge like was bridged by him mm-hmm. and so right here right now there are things that the Lord is speaking to me about yeah things that he's healing inside of me places that he's growing me yeah and so like instead of us being able to have I don't know like a bucket of apples of like 200 apples and we're like <laughs> yeah we're super fruitful yeah. like Jesus cares less about the apples that are in your bucket and he cares more about what's growing on your tree yeah that's so good. And so, like, that's how we create fruit that remains, right? John 15, like, we abide in him. Yeah. And our word, and his word abides in us. Yeah. And that's, that's so how we good. bear much fruit. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, if, I love it. I mean, it was those, like, 17 different thoughts, so. Yeah. No, um, I but, love it. <laughs> but, it, but it. But it is kind of my process around, yeah. like, inner healing. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not a supplement to the Lord. It's a, it's a dependence mm-hmm. on him. That's good. Like, Inner healing is not a vitamin. Just a mic drop. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not a vitamin. It's, it's not a vitamin. It's it's a manifestation of our relationship and closeness mm-hmm. and dependence on him. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think if I had to do a walk-off, it would, it would probably be mm. don't settle for less than what the cross paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what Jesus did through his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension, his, like, he is worthy of receiving his full reward. Mm-hmm. And I think we often think about that in the context of souls being saved and not bodies being healed or mm-hmm. minds being restored or mm-hmm. hearts being fully loved again or being able to fully love again. Mm-hmm. And so I would say if you're struggling with inner healing or grasping the concept of it or even with like possible shame that can come from people in the church or outside of the church with this whole taboo about counseling or things like that, rest assured that Jesus' full reward is found in you being restored back to better than the garden of eden yeah and it's it's his like the cross was the joy set before him Mm -hmm. and as uncomprehendable as that is for me i know that the joy set before him was the cross but it was what the cross was going to pay for and that Mm. was full restoration of us yeah and so i am i'm so excited for people to 
for all of us to continue this journey of inner healing and process and it not be this like weighty heavy thing all of the time right but to be a oh i get to go somewhere with the lord that i may have not been before yeah and so it's just it's a joy Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast i am so yeah. excited for what god is going to do um not only here but around the world on and in the church on the topic of inner healing mm-hmm. can you just pray for us really quickly about whatever you want to just pray and kind of wrap us up on this episode sure okay so jesus we yeah just like i've said this entire time jesus we submit ourselves to you yeah thank you Lord. we don't submit ourselves to process we don't submit ourselves to systems of man we submit ourselves to you lord and whatever it is that you are saying or doing lord that's what we want to be a part of jesus yeah um, I just ask God that, yeah, like Paul said, that we would lay aside any sin that so easily entangles us, Lord, mm-hmm. so that we can fully pursue you, Lord. Yeah. I just ask God that even as we've been speaking, Lord, that the that little tiny things, small things that, that are keeping us from pursuing you fully or mm-hmm. for connecting with you or from, from, you know, seeing the world like you see it, Lord, yeah. we invite you into those spaces. Mm-hmm. There's nothing... There is nothing sacred in our world it's except for you. Yeah. So we hand those you. things to you, Lord. Uh, any places of hurt or any places of offense, mm-hmm. any places where, where justice or injustice stands in our life, Lord, we just hand yeah. those spaces off to you. And we just invite you, Jesus, to, you, to do the things that you would like to do in our world, Lord. Mm-hmm. We don't just pray for us, but we pray for our families as well, Lord, yeah. that, that it wouldn't just be us that experience this breakthrough, God, but, but that you would begin to chip away and that you would begin to, to break off things that need to be broken off yeah. so that we can grow in you and that we can fully pursue you to the fullness of that you've called us to, Lord, mm-hmm. that we can run, with you unsha- run to you unshackled, Lord. Yeah. We release your presence. Thank you in the world around us, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we invite your presence to transform us. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, if you guys are interested in, you've talked about inner healing all day. And so if we, if something kind of woke up in you of, wow, I need to walk through some inner healing that I didn't know yet. um, And you are interested in receiving a sozo or counseling or coaching or anything like that Mm -hmm. we would love to serve you and help you Um, you can get more information on what we have to offer what sozo counseling coaching all of that is at tcbethel.com we have more resources e-courses on emotional and relational health and blog posts and all the things that you need um, at our website again tcbethel.com and we're so excited to be a part of your inner healing journey Um, even if it's just through the podcast episode or if it's beyond where we can get to serve you and love you unto greater freedom and greater breakthrough so thanks for listening until next time we'll see you later